Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Trappolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. Sources tell the Wall Street Journal that the U.S. Federal Trade Commission voted this week to approve a roughly $5 billion settlement with Facebook over an investigation into the tech giant's privacy violations. The vote was reportedly 3-2, to two, with two commissioners that voted against wanting stricter restrictions on Facebook. The settlement would need approval from the Justice Department before going into effect, although it looks like that's going to be more of a rubber stamp. The fine would be the largest for the federal government to levy on a tech company, exceeding Google's then-record $22 million fine in 2012. In its latest Q1 earnings report, Facebook recorded $15.08 billion in revenue and recorded a $3 billion charge for a then-estimated FTC fine. Testifying before the U.S. Senate and House about Libra's proposed cryptocurrency over two consecutive days, Facebook's David Marcus said only Calibra cryptocurrency wallets will be built into Messenger and WhatsApp, not competing wallets. However, Marcus did say data portability would let users switch to a competitor. Marcus also stressed that you will not have to trust Facebook because it's only one of 28 current and potentially 100 or more Libra Association members, and that he'd be comfortable accepting his own compensation in Libra form to prove that he believes in the currency. When asked if Facebook would collect data about transactions made with Calibra that are made on Facebook, Marcus said Facebook will still let users pay with credit cards and other mediums as well as Calibra. Marcus clarified to the House that Libra will be located in Geneva under Switzerland's Federal Data Protection and Information Commissioner jurisdiction, but that it had not yet met with the FDPIC about privacy regulation. As expected, the EU Competition Commission formally opened an antitrust investigation into Amazon. The company allows businesses to sell on its marketplace, but Amazon uses that sales data to inform its own offerings, which often compete against those smaller sellers. In response to a separate German investigation, Amazon will change its terms for sellers starting August 16th. Amazon no longer gives itself unlimited rights to terminate accounts without justification and must give 30 days notice. Amazon will also let its European disputes be handled in more than just Luxembourg. Restrictions on what sellers can say in public were also reduced. The new terms will apply to Europe, North America, and Asia. Austria has dropped its investigation as a result of the changes. The European Commission has fined Qualcomm 242 million euros, that's roughly 272 million US dollars, for blocking British phone software maker Isera, now part of NVIDIA, from the market using predatory pricing about a decade ago. This is Qualcomm's second EU antitrust penalty. Qualcomm said it would appeal and that the fine is unsupported by the law, economic principles, or market facts. Starting next Tuesday, Twitter is rolling out a new hide replies feature to users in Canada. The posts aren't removed from Twitter, just hidden from the default view. The company says it knows distracting, irrelevant, and offensive replies can derail the discussions that people want to have. We believe people should have some control over the conversations they start. Alphabet subsidiary Wing launched a new app called OpenSky, designed to serve as an air traffic control system to manage the expected growth of flying devices. OpenSky is a free app for the PC, Android, and iOS, approved to manage drone flights in Australia, and Wing is working on demonstrating programs with the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration to get the app approved, as well as in other countries. Competing companies such as AirMap and Iris Automation are also developing similar products to keep drones safe during auto flights and are conducting tests with the FAA. In its latest quarterly earnings report, Netflix reported it lost subscribers in the U.S. for the first time in eight years. Netflix lost 130,000 U.S. subscribers in Q2 and added nearly 2 million fewer international subscribers than expected. 
The company said the results were due to a weaker content slate in the quarter, and that price increases also hurt subscriber growth. Paid subscribers grew by 2.7 million. 2.83 million of those were international. Netflix had 151.6 million paid streaming subscribers as of the end of June. Netflix posted revenue of $4.92 billion and earnings of $0.60 per share, meeting analyst expectations. However, currently content from NBC Universal, Disney Fox, and Warner Brothers account for 60 to 65% of Netflix's viewing hours, and all three are set to launch their own streaming services, which further erodes Netflix subscriber numbers. FaceApp has been around since 2017, but resurged in popularity over the last week, along with concerns about how it collects your data. The Verge points out that iOS researcher and CEO of Guardian Firewall, Will Strafich, and researcher Jane Wong both found that the app doesn't upload the entire camera roll, but will upload single images to AWS with authorization to apply filters server-side. FaceApp's parent company's CEO, Yaroslav Goncharov, told The Verge that the photos are uploaded to save bandwidth and get deleted not long after. FaceApp's privacy policy says it may use people's usernames, names, and likenesses for commercial purposes. Lawyer Elizabeth Potts Weinstein thinks the terms that allow data to be transferred to any of the company's locations is not GDPR compliant. And finally, security researcher Sam Jadali discovered a browser extension vulnerability for Chrome and in some more limited cases Firefox called DataSpy. Affected extensions collect URLs, web page titles, and sometimes embedded links to every page the browser visited. The histories were published on a fee-based service called Nacho Analytics. Links often include tokens that allow access, and if shared, give anyone with the link access. Nacho Analytics had collected pages that included surveillance videos, tax returns, medical records, and more. Some pages wouldn't load, but page titles revealed information like internal testing at Tesla, internal product development at Apple, and other corporate secrets. The privacy policies of the extension said that data collection would happen and would be shared with third parties. Nacho Analytics claims data collection is opt-in and data is scrubbed of names and locations as well as other sensitive data. Nacho Analytics CEO Mike Roberts told Ars Technica that his company has stopped new signups until it gets more information on the issue of sensitive data still appearing. Mozilla and Google have removed all extensions reported by Jadali from their stores. Two Firefox extensions still appear to be available from developers' websites, however. Google remotely disabled the extensions July 8th, and five days later, Robert said on Twitter that Nacho Analytics had an upstream data outage. For more discussions of the tech news of the day, remember to subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. You can find show notes there and links to all of these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.